Welcome to Talking the Word. I am Pastor Josh, and this is my friend, Pastor Matt. And we're going to dig in here to uh, some questions that we have here for you guys. I'm going to answer, and uh, we'll start off with our very first question here. And our first question we have here is, um, it's a two-part question. So it's, so it's a two-part question. Is there a hell, and why would a loving God send anyone there? Yes. Um, the answer so, is, yes, there is a hell. <laughs> yes, yes, there's a hell. It is, it is. There is one. Um, so we're going to stop with that question. We're going to start the first part. Is there a hell? And we're going to say yes. Okay, so there, there's your answer. Yes, there's a hell. Um, and we know because it talked about, because God talks about in his word. Um, that's how we know. And we're going to jump in. Since that was an easiest question to answer, we're going to jump right into why would a loving God send anyone there? Um, and so I think that's a really good question that actually a lot of people have, uh, that a lot of people are kind of like, yes, you know, we, um, you know, they're asking that question on a lot. At least I've come across it before a couple of times. And, uh, and, and, you know, through my journey and that is, uh, so why does God, why does loving God send people to hell? Well, first off, we'll start here. And that is God doesn't want no one to go to hell. That is, that is first and foremost, yes. he, he, he wants everyone in heaven with him. Yes. It's God's um, will that none should perish. The Bible says, but yep. all men should come to uh, salvation and come to the knowledge of Christ. And, um, and that's what Jesus said. But, you know, to also add to what you're saying there, Pastor Josh, Jesus spoke more on hell than he ever did on heaven. Yep. And he spoke about uh, hell, not just in words and messages of warning, but also in parables. And in the yep. parable of the rich man and Lazarus, when the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell, it was a place of torment. And he asked that uh, Lazarus would, would just dip his finger in water that he may cool his tongue. He said, for I'm tormented in this flame. And of course, there was a great divide, a great gulf. Um, uh, Lazarus had gone to the place called paradise. And here uh, we see where uh, the rich man was in hell and hell is a place of torment, a place of separation from God, a place of, yep. of darkness. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus later describes that uh, place in other passages in the Bible. So we know hell is a literal place and, um, and it is a place prepared for those that reject God. It is those that reject Christ and the message of salvation. And uh, people have a hard time believing that such a place exists, but if but if you if you follow um, Christian authors and pastors and ministers, there is testimony after testimony after testimony of the accounts people share about spending time in hell, oh, yeah. seeing the absolute horror and um, torment of hell, and they come back. Maybe it was a near death experience, maybe it was a, a dream, a vision, but you have numerous people that have that have seen glimpses of it now people have also received and seen visions of heaven and they're beautiful and and wonderful to behold and what they share obviously is encouraging and it is mm -hmm. in, uh, it is such a great uh uh enlightenment to the, the body of christ we can see uh what's there but when you talk about hell people don't want to talk about that because they don't want to think about such a place but it does exist yeah and so uh and that's a, that's a that's a that's a very hard topic to talk about because we don't hear it preached in the pulpits nope. anymore, and some people even even want to believe um, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, and that's a very ignorant and and a very dangerous way to think. So, 
It is, and, and it's like you said, you know, it's one of those topics that you won't hardly ever hear from a poll, but you won't hardly ever hear anyone really talk about it because it's one of those, you know, one reason like why people don't talk about it because, you know, um, they don't want to scare somebody or, or they, you know, they don't want to because they want to believe that, you know, well, God's not going to send everyone there. and This is not a play, you know. They just kind of want to toss it out like it doesn't exist. And unfortunately, you, know, you can't ignore the fact that hell's real. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to talk about it, one, you know, then you're not ministering right because, you know, you got to let people know about this place. you got to tell people there's a place called hell that if you don't know Christ, when you die, you're going to spend eternity there in burning and pain for eternity. Mm-hmm. Where. As much as you want to cry, as much as you want to holler for help, as much as you just wish for that little tiny drop of water, it's mm-hmm. never going to come, and you're going to hurt, and it's going to be so bad that you can't even bear it, mm-hmm. and you're stuck with it, and it's and it's and mm-hmm. it's, it's terrible, and it's one of those things where you know one we got to talk about it mm-hmm. more often um, from the pulpit and in church and. And just in our lives in general, mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta really, mm-hmm. you know, take it and say, hey, this is a real place, and mm-hmm. and but there's a way to avoid all mm-hmm. that, and that's by coming to the that's realization right. of Jesus Christ. It and it's just, it and it it's is. one of those where mm-hmm. we really just gotta, you know, really push it, and 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 it's like, you know, God doesn't want anyone to hell. God wants everyone to go to heaven. But it's through our choices that we that send us there because we have the choice to choose whether we want to serve God or the world. And he gives us that blatant choice. And through our Absolutely. lives, we hit many moments and, and we go where God's, you know, hitting us with his word mm-hmm. and saying, hey, come to me, come to me, come to me. And we choose to just keep doing our thing until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because we get a lot of people think, well, I have tomorrow. I can accept yes. it tomorrow or I can accept yes. them a year from now, three years from now. It's like, no, because God today. says we're not promised tomorrow. Yes. He won't even promise the day we have. Yeah. Or the second at hand. No. I mean, because he says we're like a mist and a vapor. We hear one minute and gone the next, and boom, we're, we're gone. And, and when you die, Pastor Josh, when a person <laughs> dies in sin, mm-hmm. and when a person dies separated from Christ, what I mean by that is a person dies, they have not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. They've not made a confession of faith and asked Christ into their heart. When a person dies and they're separated from Christ, they're immediately sent to hell. Yep. Hell's a place of torment. It's a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. I shared a moment ago about the parable in Luke chapter 16 about the rich man of Lazarus. It is a place of torment. When Jesus said, Lazarus said, help me for I'm tormented in this flame. I'm just paraphrasing what he said there. It is such a terrible place. It's described that way. Outer darkness, weeping, gnashing of teeth. And it is a place where if you die and you don't know Christ... That's where that's where your soul is destined. And ultimately, um, without getting too deep theological here, at the end of the age, death, hell, and the grave, you know, and 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 are cast into death and hell are cast into the lake of fire at the great white throne judgment, which is at the end of the age. But yeah. that's 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 some pretty deep theological water there. Yeah, it's a whole other discussion. Another discussion, time. but yeah, but 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 hell is the place. Of torment and suffering and if a man or a woman is out driving and is involved in a head-on collision and they're killed and they don't know christ their fate sealed like you said tomorrow is not promised to us we don't know what tomorrow holds jesus said take no thought of tomorrow for for you know sufficient is the is the struggles and the problems that tomorrow is tomorrow will take care of itself yeah 
we have to live for today. Today is the day of salvation. And we don't talk about hell. It's certainly not preached anymore um, in the uh, in the pulpits. I'm reminded of a comment a deacon made to me years ago when I was first pastoring, and I preached a, a Sunday morning message on hell and who's going there. And he told me he couldn't remember the last time that the church had heard a message on hell and, 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 and judgment of God. And I said to him that it's been too long. Now, there's one thing to talk about hell, preach about hell, minister and teach about it, because it is a, a means of warning and admonishing people that such a place exists, number one. And number two, you can avoid this place and you don't have to choose to go there. And I think that that's, the, that's true. It's a real place, Pastor Josh, and you know this, and I know that. We read it in the Word of God. We've heard testimonies of people that have had near-death experiences that have come back. And one man spent 19 minutes in hell. And he said it's enough to last him for eternity. And uh, I read his book, and he was just adamant about this place exists. It's real. You have no idea the suffering and and and, and how horrific yep. and terrible oh, and yeah. and and. Whenever the parable you read in Luke 16, where, where the rich man said, I'm tormented in this flame, that, that should tell you right there that, that it's, it's a full, place. It's, it's, full, it's, oh, it's a place of just eternal yes, suffering and, and pain. And, and it's, it's, it's prepared, you know, obviously the lake of fire and eternal judgment continues for eternity. Uh, you know, we often say that, that uh, when a person is, you know, if you if you if you die without sin, or if you die without Christ in sin, excuse me, you not only are tormented in hell, but then eventually you go from from hell into the lake of fire at the end of the age, and so that's what they call the second death. It's what they call the second death, and it's it's horrific. People don't want to hear that, but it's it does not discount the fact that it's still true. Yep, so. and it's and it's you know with, with church today, you know they don't want to talk about it. They just want to sit there and all they want to talk about is God's love. And stuff, and they want to talk about all the goodness of God, and, and say, "Well, God's really good." And that that you know, that's where a lot of people think, "Well, then, if God's so loving, why does this happen?" Because we don't we don't talk about it enough. And I think you know, by talking about it in church, by mm-hmm. teaching it in church, you know, you, yes. you know, not only talk about God's love, but yes. also talk about God's wrath and His judgment, mm-hmm. yep. and let them know that you know it is something serious that mm-hmm. you know, because of our sins, we are going to be judged. Yes, it is. But it's through the grace. Of God that yes. we are saved. <clears throat> That's right. It's by it's by God going to that cross and dying for us yes. that we have a way yes. to avoid all of that. That's right. Because That's because it's like a it's like a parable. It's like a parable deal I used when I was preaching a sermon one time, and I was preaching on uh, on salvation and hell, mm-hmm. and uh, and how I spoke it was. I was like I was like imagine a, a clue. You know, you come to a mountain and there's a big gulge in between them. Um, and and that goal just called hell. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not saved, what happens? You're just going to keep on walking. Mm-hmm. But with Christ, you know, he's that barrier bridge that you mm-hmm. can walk across to avoid mm-hmm. all of that. And that's basically what he is. Is That's what he is. is he's mm-hmm. that barrier to mm-hmm. where we can walk across those flames without mm-hmm. being burned. That's right. Because we have a way that's right. that, that takes us from that place of, of eternal pain that's and right. suffering to a place of living in heaven with Jesus Christ right. where we're living yes. whole and happy with yes. him. And it's yes. all done through 
through yes. Christ coming down, yes. being, you know, through the Virgin Mary, being put on a cross mm -hmm. so that we may mm -hmm. have life again. Amen. Because it's, you know, when you think about heaven as described in so many ways, the beauty of heaven, the glory of heaven, the promise of eternal life. And then the alternative, of course, is to go spend eternity in a place that is out of darkness, yep. weeping, gnashing of teeth, tormenting flames. Um, it's it is a place where it's described and it's described in the gospel of Matthew uh, 25 and verse 30. Is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. In Matthew 25 and 46, it's described as a place of everlasting punishment. Yep. In Revelation 19 and 3, speaking of the judgment of this wicked system at the end of the age in the Antichrist, uh, the smoke uh, from her judgment goes up forever and ever. That's not a place you want to spend eternity, not a place you want to be in. And, 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 and yet people mock mock the reality and the truth of that. Oh, they do. Just because you say that hell doesn't exist and just because you preach or even believe theologically that hell doesn't doesn't exist, it still does. There's 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 you you can't deny that. You can say, you know, saying that hell doesn't exist is like saying that uh the moon isn't sitting in the in the universe. I see it. It's there. You know, no, but it but it's not really real. Exist. It doesn't exist. That's just that's just a figment of my imagination. That is how far fetched and how how ignorant and really really how how uh, foolish it is to say that hell doesn't exist. Oh, it, it, it's very foolish to sit there and, and be like, oh yeah, hell doesn't exist. There's no such thing as hell. And it's just like, holy people, like if you open your Bible and read, and read it, you'll actually have God talk about, there's a place called hell. Yes, yes. And he's mentioning it, that he's warning us, there's a place yes. called hell that you're going to go to when you die. Yes. And why would Jesus speak so much about hell? Much more than he ever did about heaven. And see, this is... This, this is the thing about it is when, when people say, well, hell doesn't really exist, whatever. Then it's like, okay, if hell doesn't exist, then what then, then what was the whole purpose of Jesus going to the cross in the first That's place? Right. Because That's he, right. because right. for him going to the cross, he had to save us from what? From something. From something. And that something was our yes. sins, but also hell yes. in the, in the same right. aspect. And it was yes. one of those where he had to save it. And, yes. and, and, and if hell doesn't exist and it's all in heaven... Well, then there was no reason, reason for God. So then why am I sitting here preaching, telling people that Jesus loves you when when I don't need to do that if everyone's just going to go to heaven anyway? That's right. And the and the and the the. You know, the, the, the whole message of the cross and the message of salvation and the good news of Jesus Christ, Pastor Josh, is that Jesus died to forgive you and save you from your sins and to set you free from the law of sin and death and to give you eternal life in heaven. And Jesus spoke and taught and warned about heaven. But way back when God placed man in the garden and he gave man a choice mm -hmm. and said, you can, you know, you can have, uh, have the fruit of any tree of this garden, except that tree there, the tree of knowledge and of good and of evil. And the moment and the time that you partake of that, you will surely die. When mankind sinned, Death came upon the human race. The death yeah. sentence came upon the human race. And so when we're born into this world, we're born into a sinful world, and we are born with a sinful nature. We are mm -hmm. born in this body of flesh, and our heart is desperately wicked, and we choose to do the wrong things. We need redemption that comes through Jesus Christ. And so when Christ paid that price, 
He paid the debt for our sins. He purchased our salvation and it cost him everything. And I always like to say Jesus gave his life, shed his blood and died a horrible death because he wanted to spare us from this place called hell. And there's people that, and nobody, nobody, nobody is forced to go to hell. Yeah. They choose to go there. You choose to either make your home eternally in heaven, or you choose to make your home in hell. And you can't deny that and walk in denial and walk in ignorance and say it doesn't exist when in reality it does. Yep. So now what's the next question that it we really have? Does. The second uh, of that two-part well, question. Yep, the second two-part question. So so hell really does exist. And the other part is why would a loving God send anyone there? I think we kind of answered that sure. one already yes. um, about that. Why would a loving God send anyone there is because you know, he doesn't want to send us there. He no. loves us. That's why his son died for us. Um, we go there because of our choices. We choices. choose to, um, yeah. you know, deny Christ and, uh, yes. and choose to do our own thing over God. And so that's yeah. why we kind of yeah. face hell. So. Well, God is a just God. He's a righteous God. He's a just God. He's a God of truth. And when we are, you know, the Bible says, it is appointed that a man wants to die and after this face the judgment. Well, for the Christian believer, when you leave this world, and, and you stand before the Lord, you give an account, you're rewarded for your service and your life for the Lord that you lived. person that leaves this world and, and is living in sin and their life is required of them and they die, they, 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 are, they are judged and sent to outer darkness, into hell. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And of course, then there's the great white throne judgment that they'll have to stand before it someday. Yep. Nobody put... Nobody, no, nobody, you know, put them there. Nobody forced them there. Nobody made them go there. Yep. We choose to do that. It's no different than if a person chooses to do something destructive in their in their earthly life, and they 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 do something that is dangerous or that is risky or that is is uh, obviously going to amount to harm to them personally or physically or whatever. Uh, you know, we choose we choose to do that, Pastor Josh. If a person uh, wants to make a, a very, very uh, risky decision or a very, very dangerous decision, there's consequences. Our actions have consequences. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he'll also reap. So you reap what you sow. God never put any person, God has never put any man, woman, boy, or girl in hell. He never has. He has given us a way of escape. He's given us a means through salvation. But if a person chooses to go there or they choose to reject the Lord, reject God, reject Christ, turn their back on God, they'll answer for that. God is a loving God, like you said. He's a merciful God. Uh, he's a righteous God. He blesses us in this life. Yeah, he wants he to does. give us the blessings yeah. of his kingdom. But he's a just God. He's an angry God. He's mm -hmm. a jealous God. And he hates sin. And he's not going to wink at sin. He's not going to condone sin. If you know, if we commit sin and fall short, God will forgive us. But we ultimately have to pay for those actions. When King David sinned uh, in Second Samuel thirteen, when when David sinned and 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 whenever uh, he committed adultery, he was exposed by the prophet Nathan. Uh, that sin was was laid bare, and he confessed his sin and and asked God for forgiveness. And Psalm fifty one is a beautiful prayer where he. He asked God to forgive him, created me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. 
that still does not discount the fact God forgave him. Mm -hmm. uh, God was able to uh, show mercy and grace to David, but David yep. still had to answer for the sin. He did. That child that, that, that he had fathered through Bathsheba died. And the Bible said that the sword of division or the, or, or the sword never left his house, which means that his family suffered because of that. That's the actions of sin. Sin has consequences. They do. But at the same time, though, a person sins and falls short, um, they can find forgiveness. They can find um, forgiveness of sin. But at the same time, though, Pastor Josh, you, you, you just cannot assume that because God is a God of grace and God is a loving God and a merciful God, mm -hmm. that he's going to just overlook your sin or my sin and let it, let it, let it slide. Yeah. And let the other person yeah. know God, God, God will judge us for our sin. Yep. Because he's a, he's a righteous and just yes. God. And it's just like, yes. you know, I heard, I brought this way. And that is, it's just like a, it's like someone who's murdered somebody. You know, if, if that guy got up there and said, well, look what I've done judge, you know, your honor, I, I, I've done all these good things and yes, I messed up here, but look at all the good I've done. He goes, Oh, well then yeah, you're free to go. You know, would you consider that mm -hmm. man, would he, would he be considered a good judge? And everyone'd be like, no, he's not because no. he killed somebody. Yes. And it's just like us with God is mm -hmm. God's a righteous and just God for, you know, for those of, of us who don't know Christ, who aren't with Jesus, we will be judged on the wrong things we've done. We will. And for those of us who know Christ, we're not going to be judged on the wrong things we've done because those have been forgiven. That's the whole reason That's why right. why Jesus shed his blood on the cross. And, yeah. and through that, you know, God's going to judge us based on things we didn't do. You know, uh -huh. the opportunities we missed where we had opportunities of, of witnessing and sharing the gospel. And God's going to judge us on saying, hey, you could have. You could have ministered to Mr. Larry over here, but instead you decided not. You didn't mm -hmm. do it. And mm -hmm. why Why is that? Explain yes. yourself yes. here. And, yes. and when someone who, you know, mm -hmm. you know, when you get to heaven and stuff, you know, they're going to ask someone who's not saved, you know, and they, he's going to judge him. He's going to show him. Here's what yeah. you did wrong. Yeah. And they're going to say, well, Lord, but look what I've done over here. And it's going to be like, and his, never knew and, you. it never knew you because yeah. like he says yeah. in his word that any works done outside his name mean nothing That's to right. him. But Jesus said, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. And of course, the, of course, a lot of people think that when they when they think about heaven and hell, they, they have very different ideas or very different views about it. Yeah, they do. But if you look at the word of God and you look at the scriptures and you look at what the word of God explains, heaven is a real place. It's prepared for uh, the saints of God. It's prepared for uh, believers. It is a place where not only is that our eternal home, we receive the rewards of God and rewards of heaven for our service on this earth, but it is an eternal place where we will spend eternity with the Lord. That's why the Bible says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Yep. But at the same time, you also must understand that that while heaven is, is certainly worth waiting for, heaven is certainly worth the, the struggle and the burden and the, uh, the labor. And while we are sojourning on this earth and while we're walking by faith, living our life day by day, we know that we are looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We're running the running the race with patience, yeah. looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we're striving for that goal, which is ultimately our home in heaven. But unfortunately, people fail to understand that while, while the Christian believer is working and laboring and serving God and doing what they're called to do on this earth, there's an eternal reward. 
God mm-hmm. blesses us in this earthly life, but he ultimately blesses us in the life to come. He and does. by the same token, for the person that's living a sinful life, a destructive life, I, I think about all the famous people that I've seen in my lifetime, famous people that were you know, celebrities, athletes, uh, you know, well-known people that their lives, their lives came to an end. And, and were they ready to meet the Lord? Were they, uh, were they saved? Did they know Christ? And when you ask yourself that question, um, you know, you, you, you wonder, uh, was that person ready? I don't ever want to come to the end of my life or, or have my life be taken from me, whether it's through some catastrophic means or an accident or just, you know, because it's just my time and I, I'm old and age or whatever. No matter how a person leaves this world, Pastor Josh, the one thing that's always important is, are they ready to leave this yep. world? Because... You know, people always ask the question, well, is hell a real place? Yes, it is. It exists. Very real. And then you take them to the word of God and you show them. And yes, it's hard to read that. It's hard to read and hear those phrases I mentioned earlier. You know, outer darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth, suffering, torment, flames. But that's real. Um, At the same time, when you describe heaven and you think about the the walls of Jasper, the streets of gold, uh, you know, a place of beauty and abundance and blessing. And the Bible says that the lamb of God, which is Jesus Christ is the light. There's no need for sunlight because the lamb is the light. And, and you talk about it. You talk about a new heaven and a new earth and righteousness, peace, joy, in the Holy ghost. That's, that's the kingdom of heaven. That's the blessing of God. And when we, when we hear Jesus say in Matthew 25, you know, come you blessed of my father inherit the kingdom of heaven from the foundation of the world. That 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 is our reward for our life and service on this earth. Yeah. And so for the Christian, it's it it is the ultimate end. But you take the sinner and the unbeliever and the person that doesn't know Christ, the stark reality. That's I think the one thing that people do not understand, Pastor Josh. And you can yeah. talk about it, teach about it, whether you're talking to the young people, whether you're talking to a person on the street, whether you're whether you're working uh, with people on your job you know, classmates or students on the college campus or the high school campus, or you're just out and about in the world in your circle of friends, you tell people about hell and then they kind of look at you or they don't want to believe it. But there is a, but when you literally stop and think about it and you realize that there is a, a very real chance that a person could leave this world and, find their eternal destiny and, and their be, eternal and fate honest, in hell. You know, it, it, it should, it should scare you. Oh, it does. And it should, it should trouble you. But the, but, but it's not God. God was not trying to, um, he wasn't trying to scare us. He, he was wasn't trying, try, he wasn't, no, he, he's not, he's not trying to, um, uh, you know, uh, horrify us. Yeah. Much like a horror film or something like that. But, but it is a warning. It is an admonition. And yes, it should make you think. It, it should make you think. It should be a warning. It should. And it's just like, you know, because I was sitting here talking about this and how, you know, as of right now, someone's just passed away and there's someone in this world that has died yep. and that, that just met, met Jesus and just got cast yes. into hell yes. this very second. Yes. Yes. And it's a, and it's a yes. real thing that as Christians, you know. When you, you know, the best way we can go about preventing yes. that is by sharing the gospel. Because yes. like I like to say to people is, is if you've had an encounter with God, 
if you've come to a point and you call yourself a Christian, you said you've been saved, and you've had an encounter with God, a encounter of God that means something to you. That yes. means God found me. That means you. That means you came to Christ at a certain moment in time where you realized you were needing His saving, yes. loving grace. Yes. And if that's the case, and if you really came to that moment in life where you truly repented of your sins and truly came to Christ, then you should go out there. Yes. You should want to live for Christ every day. Yes. And you should want everyone yes. to know about the gospel because there's so many people out here that are just like, hey, you know, yes, I came to Jesus, but you know what? It's just, I'm not, no, no. I'm not going to tell you because it's just not me or no. I'm not no. spoken. It's just like, no, if you come to Christ, then you're so on fire for Christ that you want the whole world to know about Jesus. Yes. I know from personal experience, when I came to Jesus, I I was like, holy cow, who's this dude I just came to know? Because right. I was like, the spark hit my life. Changes and next thing life. I know, I was just like, yeah. I was like, people got to know about this because mm -hmm. this was an encounter that only that is something yes. that they have yes. to experience. Yes. It's an ex yes. it's an amazing experience that we all need to experience. And yes. so by coming to that moment in time, yes. my life personally, you know. It puts a fire in my heart. So I want to go share the gospel with everybody. Right. I think that as a believer, you know, we should want to go out there and share the gospel. Because honestly, if every if every believer, person that says they believe in Jesus mm -hmm. and they have been saved were to go out and at least tell one person a day about Jesus, imagine the amount of people you can change in a That's year. Right. I mean, imagine right. there's a lot of areas in the world that don't get reached for the gospel, That's but true. just by Doing that once a black, right. you can reach a lot of those areas a lot quicker, you know. Mm -hmm. And you a lot can. of people go, "Well, I'm not a missionary. I'm not out there." La -da -da. It's like, well, you're all called to a mission. That's right. so that's we're all called. We're all called to evangelism. And I tell you what, it's it's so true. So, and something to think about as you know, as you close it out here, something to think about. There is a hell, but you don't have to go there. So there's a hell. <laughs> yeah, yep, you're right. There's a hell, and we don't have to go there. And, because you know, unfortunately, you know, I don't That's have right. to go there. You don't have to go there because we we already have Jesus. We already know Jesus. Amen. Well, so.